hopeless quickly in life's journey. I'm reminded of the old gospel track that featured a picture of a pair of shoes. The caption read, You might have put your shoes on this morning, but the mortician may be taking them off tonight. It's just so true and thoroughly sobering. This event will occur in the lives of millions today. One day, it will be my turn, your turn. I must have something that rises above life's hopeless circumstances, even something that rises far above them, something that is not threatened by hopelessness. There truly is such a thing, though it would be better said there is such a person. This person is Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory. The world and all its calamities cannot negatively affect our promises that are in Christ Jesus. Ephesians 1, 20 and 21 which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. Ephesians 2, 4 through 7. But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ, by grace ye are saved, and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. Philippians 4.19 But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. The certainty that arises above all earthly circumstances and sits in heavenly places begins at the place Jesus calls born again. John 3, 3. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Have you yet to be born again? If not, your life is laden with uncertainty. It can change today if you follow me in a simple prompt. Surely today all of your sin and its shame will be washed away by Christ's cleansing blood. Today all of Satan's bondages in your life will be broken, every single one. Today you will become a new creature, and you will begin living the certainty, a heavenly certainty, that this world cannot cancel. Here is the prompt I promised. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, Revelation 12, 7 through 17. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. And the dragon fought and his angels and prevailed not. Neither was their place found any more in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength, and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. Therefore rejoice, ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devil has come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth 
that he hath but a short time. And when the dragon saw that he was cast into the, unto the earth, excuse me, he persecuted the woman which brought forth the man-child. And to the woman were given two wings of a great eagle, that she might fly into the wilderness, into her place, where she is nourished for a time and times and half a time from the face of the serpent. And the serpent cast out of his mouth water as a flood after the woman, that he might cause her to be carried away of the flood. And the earth helped the woman, and the earth opened her mouth and swallowed up the flood which the dragon cast out of his mouth. And the dragon was wroth with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed, which keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. God said, John seven thirty eight and 39, He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. God said, Exodus 20, verse 11, For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Man said, The first man and first women were dim-witted, grunting hunter-gatherers. They couldn't talk. They couldn't write. They couldn't count. They were just dumb hunter-gatherers, barely even recognizable as humans. Didn't you see the pictures? Now the record. Welcome to God Said, Man Said, feature 1,106, that will once again contend for the faith. All of these faith-building features are available for use free of charge. Imagine, you can download them all to your electronic device. Listen to or read one every day. You can use them as gospel tracks. Send one to the soul you are trying to lead to Christ or to a fellow saint for their edification. Every Thursday Eve, God willing, our library of features grows by one. Thank you for visiting. May grace and mercy be multiplied unto you. This is week two in the God Said, Man Said series titled Don't Drink the Water. Foundational information will be repeated in each of the final two articles. Do not skip ahead, however. The repetition is important. The three sciences we will notate have coaxed the earth into opening its mouth, and what it has revealed has swallowed Satan's flood of dragon water, his flood of words. God said, man said, don't drink the water, part one, the earth has opened its mouth. Excerpts follow. Everything is literally made out of invisible words. God, the Creator, who spoke all things into existence with His words, is identified as the Word in John 1, 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Jesus is named in Revelation nineteen thirteen, and He was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and His name is called the Word of God. God said, man said, has spent, a, has spent a considerable amount of time establishing by highly credible third-party sources the mysteries of the all-encompassing word. The scientific community stood slack-jawed when they initially discovered that our DNA accomplishes all its life-building marvels using a four-letter alphabet 
that arranges the instructions to life in words, sentences, paragraphs, chapters, and books. Some have even dubbed it the Book of Life. For some time now, the various scientific disciplines have been arriving at their own understanding of Proverbs 18.21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Satan is fully aware of the mystery of words. From the outset, he demonstrates his word skills. The first words he speaks to our grandmother Eve are recorded in Genesis 3, verse 1. Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. With the addition of one word, hath, and a question mark, Satan brought about the downfall of man. Remove that added word and the question mark, and Satan would have simply stated, Yea, God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. Of course, this would have been an accurate statement. However, in an act of unbelief and disobedience, Eve ate of the forbidden fruit, and Adam followed. A small sample of the results of Satan's victories include armies, police departments, hospitals, and graveyards. Satan is a wordsmith. Satan's M.O., his driving mission, is to kill, steal, and destroy, John 10.10. In order to fulfill his mission, Satan is fully aware that he must control the world's dialogue. His wordsmiths dominate in universities and textbooks, in Hollywood and online, in the mainstream media, and in progressive governance. There is a virtual flood of words of unbelief and disobedience spewing out of their collective mouths at any given time. But unfortunately for them, the earth has opened its mouth. The devil's gatekeepers have successfully censored the word of God from the public forum in a big way. But unfortunately, God's earth hath opened its mouth. Keep in mind the God said, man said principle of the 180, the opposites. A circle has 360 degrees. At the 180-degree mark, you are at exact opposites. God is light. Satan is darkness. God is love. Satan is hate. God is life. Satan is death. The opposites, like measures, but at opposite positions. Keep an eye on the two waters. Jesus told the believers that they would be baptized in the Holy Ghost after his departure from the earth, pointing to the day of Pentecost, John seven thirty eight and 39. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive, for the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. Out of the mouth of the redeemed proceeded rivers of living water. Even in the Holy Ghost-inspired words they spoke. In the initial manifestation on the day of Pentecost, the disciples spoke in the unknown tongues of the Holy Ghost, and the apostle Peter preached the Holy Ghost gospel. The floods of living water began. Their words, the words of the born again, are rivers of living water. Remember the 180 principle and contrast Holy Ghost water with Satan's dragon water, Revelation 12:15, and the serpent cast out of his mouth water, as a flood after the woman, that he might cause her to be carried away of the flood. The god of today's academics is evolution, which in their darkened minds has replaced the god of creation, the god of the Bible. According to evolution, instead of God the Creator, there was a big bang out of virtually nothing. 
From this nothing and the chaos of the explosion popped all the marvels of the earth, all its wondrous life forms, and its dazzling universe. According to evolution, instead of man being God's crowning achievement, where we were created in his image and likeness, Genesis 1.26, humanity evolved from a mysterious warm puddle of goo as a single-celled slime creature. That slime creature took millions and millions of years to evolve into what you see today, monkey the man, and according to the great wise ones, our first cousin is a mushroom. That really satisfies the, satisfies the inquiring mind, don't you think? You would naturally think not so good. But from kindergarten to university, the theory is hammered in. You'll find it in textbooks, see it parroted in Hollywood, here trumpeted by mainstream media, pseudoscience and progressive politics alike, shot with one voice. Wow, isn't that fantastic? Beware, don't drink the dragon water. This is the second in the three-part feature on dragon water. Are you interested in literal? Watch as this short series demonstrates the earth opening its mouth and swallowing the dragon water, and I mean literally. These features will focus on the discoveries of archaeology, paleontology, and geology as they open the earth's mouth to reveal its mysteries as it swallows the dragon water of words gulp after Holy Ghost gulp. It was Darwin's premise that when the sciences, such as archaeology, paleontology, and geology, would unearth more and more scientific finds, those finds would fully confirm the undeniable truth of evolution and reduce the God of the Bible to irrelevance. It's been over 170 years since Darwin popularized the theory of evolution. In that time, archaeology, paleontology, and geology have watched the earth open its mouth and spit out untold millions of fossils and sundry other discoveries, yet not one uncontested missing link proving Darwin's theory has been among them. What has been repeatedly found, however, is one proof after another that certifies the perfect supernatural inerrancy of God in his beautiful book, the majority text, Holy Bible, end of quote. This is feature two in the Dragon Water series, and we'll focus on paleontology, which is the study of life in the geological past. Don't you just love it? It's all true. Every jot and every tittle in God's beautiful book, this is the solid rock and the place to build a life that will last forever. The critics must criticize. That's what critics do. God, on the other hand, must be God. I am that I am, because that's just who he is. And all his words are true and righteous altogether, and yes, especially the miracles. Today's mantra is follow the science. But be advised, saints, the world's science is an ever-changing picture. It is certainly true by their own admission that their scientific, uh, scientific uh, truth of yesterday was debunked by their truth of today. And, of course, their truth of today will be debunked by their truth of tomorrow. You would think that the world's follow-the-science people would find it somewhat unsettling to be a blind follower, but somehow this seems to escape them. Now, contrast the world's science, a word, a word which uh, simply means knowledge, with God's word, which is true in every way, including the sciences. The Bible's last word was penned shy of 2,000 years ago, 
and nothing has been added or retracted from its pages. The Bible is not some archaic book. Oh, no. It's fully relevant to today and has absolutely never been controverted by pseudoscience's latest and greatest discovery. Do remember, of course, that the latest and greatest discovery will be debunked by whatever shiny new thing distracts tomorrow. God's Word, on the other hand, Hebrews 13.8, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever, and His name, the Word of God, Revelation 19.13. Hallelujah, saints. The Word of God is true, true, all true. Your life is showered with promise, especially in the hard spots, and your end is eternal, magnificent, glorious life in Christ Jesus. This is big, so, so big. Revelation 12, 16. And the earth helped the woman, and the earth opened her mouth, and swallowed up the flood, which the dragon cast out of his mouth. The woman referred to in this passage is the bride of Christ. The dragon's water is words. The earth opens its mouth, and what it reveals swallows the dragon's water. God said, man said, email challenges 6,000 years. The following email arrived at God said, man said. I can't believe anyone could be this ignorant. Why don't you take a trip to the Grand Canyon and get back to, get back to me about the earth being 6,000 years old? Someone with an IQ over 75, seriously looking for religion in their life, could not possibly buy this BS. You are actually causing much more harm than good, sign Doug. How old is the earth? Could it actually be just over 6,000 years old, as the Bible declares? Could Darwin's team be accurate with their billions of years? The scriptures date the earth using genealogical dating and various other historic markers recorded in God's Word. We can date Noah's flood at 1,656 years from the day Adam opened his eyes. We can go on from there with precision to the birth of Jesus Christ and, of course, on to today. The website contains multiple features dealing with the age of the earth. Evolutionists, on the other hand, base their positions on shaky ground. The following paragraphs are from the Morrison-Clark book, The Bible Has the Answer. The reason why many geologists believe the earth to be of great age is because of their commitment to the principle of uniformitarianism, the philosophy that the present is the key to the past. According to this idea, which has been dominant in geological thinking for 150 years, present processes operating essentially at present rates are believed to explain all the geological phenomena now seen in the Earth's crust. If the present rates of sedimentation, erosion, evaporation of salt lakes, and growth of coral reefs have been those which produce the great formations with which they have been identified in the Earth's crust, then an immense amount of time must have been required. However, the uniformity principle is being seriously questioned today, not only by creationists, but also by many evolutionary geologists. There seem to be a, no processes taking place in the present that are competent to explain the corresponding uh, formations of the past. For example, the evaporation processes which are producing salt deposits today are leaving salt beds, which are both qualitatively different and quantitatively trivial in comparison to the great thicknesses of pure salt and gypsum found in the geological strata. The same is true of coral and limestone formations. 
great continent-wide formations of sandstone and shale, are quite incommensurate with any beds of sand and silt being deposited by modern rivers. Modern volcanoes are in no way competent to produce the great thicknesses and region-wide areas of volcanic rocks found in the Earth's crust. Modern rivers could never produce the deep canyons or the thick beds of alluvian uh, through which they flow. Modern glaciers could never produce the continental glacial deposits of the past. The present is not the key to the past. Catastrophism, not uniformitarianism, is the only sufficient explanation for the geological column, end of quote. Two major events took place in the past that the present cannot account for, but as a result of unbelief, these events are rejected entirely. Neither of these events would be called uniform by anyone. Number one, creation. If you traveled back in time to just six days after creation began and just six minutes after the creation of Adam, you might assume the earth to be of great age and Adam to have had history. You'd be wrong on both accounts. Uniformitarianism rejects the reality of creation. Number two, the worldwide flood in Noah's day. Nothing in the present can compare to the horrendously catastrophic results of a worldwide flood when the fountains of the great deep were broken up and the windows of heaven were open. Rain poured out on the earth for 40 days and 40 nights. Genesis 7, 11, and 12. In the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, the 17th day of the month, the same day were all the fountains of the great deep broken up, and the windows of heaven were open, and the rain was upon the earth 40 days and 40 nights. Uniformitarianism rejects this reality. Uniformitarianism is built on a foundation of unbelief. But be assured, the record says yes to both supernatural accounts listed above. Doug refers to the Grand Canyon to support his hypothesis of billions of years. He is obviously not aware that the record contradicts his position. The following excerpts are from Grand Canyon, a different view. One scientist quoted in the book is Stephen Austin, Ph.D. Geology. Mr. Austin is also a highly accomplished author. His professional memberships include the Geological Society of America, the American Association of Petroleum Geologists, the Society for Sedimentary Geology, and the International Association of Sedimentologists. Mr. Austin had this to state. Billions of large, fossilized, orthocone, cone-shaped nautiloids are entombed in a six-foot-thick layer near the base of the massive Redwall Limestone Formation. This extraordinary layer persists throughout the Grand Canyon region, northern Arizona, and southern Nevada. The fossil bed occupies an area of at least 5,700 square miles and contains an average of one fossilized nautiloid per square yard. The nautiloids are ancient cephalopods, relatives of the modern-day squid and octopus. Nautiloids were large creatures with an average shell length of over 18 inches, with some approaching 5 feet in length. Nautiloid fossils are observed almost everywhere in the Grand Canyon, where good layering surfaces are exposed to this relatively thin bed within the Redwall limestone. The existence of the nautiloid fossils in such enormous quantities and such a relatively thin layer that spreads throughout the canyon area is further evidence that the layers of the Grand Canyon are in fact flood deposits, deposits from a flood of truly catastrophic proportions, 
Such a flood is described in the Bible, the flood of Noah's day, end of quote. The next book is titled Refuting Evolution, written by Jonathan Sarfati, Ph.D. FM. Three short excerpts follow. It should also be pointed out, the uniformitarian geologists have long allowed for the occasional localized catastrophic event. However, modern historical geology grew out of this general slow and gradual principle, which is still the predominantly preferred framework of exclamation for any geological formation. Nevertheless, the evidence for catastrophic formation is so pervasive that there is a growing body of neo-catastrophists, but because of their naturalistic bias, they prefer, of course, to reject the explanation of the Genesis flood. However, a cataclysmic globe-covering and fossil-forming flood would have eroded huge quantities of sediment and deposited them elsewhere. Many organisms would have been buried very quickly and fossilized. Also, recent catastrophes show that violent events like the flood described in Genesis could form many rock layers very quickly. The Mount St. Helens eruption in Washington state produced 25 feet of finely layered sediment in a single afternoon, end of quote. In addition to the doctrine of uniformitarianism, much of the theorist, uh, the theorist uh, old age dating is based on dating techniques such as potassium argon or carbon-14. Most are shocked when they discover the unreliability of their age assessments. The following dates are for Answers in Genesis, Bodie Hodge. Volcanic eruption, Mount Etna, basalt in Sicily. When the rock formed, 122 B.C. Date by potassium argon dating, 170,000 to 330,000 years old. Mount Etna, basalt, Sicily, 1972. Dated at uh, potassium argon is 210,000 to 490,000 years old. Mount St. Helens, Washington State, 1986, up to 2.8 million years old, according to potassium argon, when it was only 10 years old. Volcanic eruption, Mount Etna, basalt in Sicily. When the rock formed, 122 B.C. Date by potassium argon dating, 170,000 to 330,000 years old. Mount Etna, basalt, Sicily, 1972. Dated at uh, potassium argon is 210,000 to 490,000 years old. Mount St. Helens, Washington State, 1986. Up to 2.8 million years old, according to potassium argon, when it was only 10 years old. Hualuai, uh, basalt in Hawaii, when the rock formed was 1800 to 1801, it uh, showed potassium argon dates of 1.32 to 1.76 million years old. Mount Navajo in New Zealand, 1954, but it shows potassium argon dates up to 3.5 million years old. Kilayaya Aiki, basalt in Hawaii, when the rock formed was 1959. According to potassium argon, it's 1.7 to 15.3 million years old. The following excerpts are from the God Said, Man Said feature Sodom and Dots. Over 20 years ago, when Dr. Mary Schweitzer discovered soft tissue in purported 65 million-plus-year-old dinosaur bones, 
the evolutionists pushed back vehemently. The underlying obvious conclusion from such a discovery would not be helpful. Their understanding of fossilization made such a discovery impossible. But this discovery began to be duplicated in specimen after specimen from dinosaur to frog. Evolutionists then concluded that their understanding of fossilization needed to be changed. It never dawned on them that the earth is young, even just over 6,000 years young. They just can't connect the obvious dots. It all boils down to a global flood, but the evil heart of unbelief forbids it. Noah's flood? Impossible, they claim. If the flood is actually true, then there is a God who involves himself in the affairs of men, and that would mean that all will have to stand before this God of the Bible at the great white throne judgment. Can't be! Can't be, they shout! But fish fossils are found on every mountain peak. A sea monster was unearthed in Nebraska. Shark fossils in Cleveland. Whale fossils in the desert. Droves of marine fossils in central USA's Hell Creek Formation. And flood strata covers three-quarters of the Earth's surface. Did we mention that 500 ancient societal accounts also speak of a similar event and nearly all of these accounts are non-biblical? They can't connect the dots. Trickle-down, Doug, is just not working. There is not enough time and not enough trickle. We recommend a new trip to the Grand Canyon. Pick up a few marine fossils. While you're at it, stop at Mount St. Helens. Doug, your friends are jumping ship. It's time for you to come aboard. The earth has opened its mouth wide. God said, man said, feature whopper sand and head burial. God said, man said, has published over 200 features that address a 6,000-plus-year-old earth and universe that was created in six literal 24-hour days, the same earth that was destroyed by the catastrophic global flood in the days of Noah and his ark. The discoveries supporting these truths are constantly pouring in, no pun intended, yet fallen man must resist because his deeds are evil. The headline in the August 2019 issue of Acts and Facts reads, Deep Sea Dinosaur Fossil Buries Evolution. Excerpts from the feature written by Drs. Clary and Johnson follow. Oil and gas explorations have found sedimentary deposits so massive and so far offshore that secular science has no satisfactory explanation for their occurrence. Marine rock exposures have also revealed numerous land fossils washed great distances out to sea. Drilling off the coast of Norway has even pulled up a core containing dinosaur bone. Although these discoveries baffle uniformitarian scientists, they are not an issue for flood geologists. Offshore drilling in the North Sea nor near Norway has resulted in cores containing bone fragments from marine reptiles such as pleosaurs and ichthyosaurs, marine monsters that one would expect to find in the muddy depths of oceanic waters. But would you expect any recognizable bone fragments from a dinosaur, a land dweller by definition, about one and a half miles deep and over 70 miles away from shore? What scenario could explain that occurrence? The bone slice of what appears to be a platosaurus was discovered during the description of a core retrieved in February 1997 from well 34-4-9S in the northwestern part of the Snorfield. 
The presence of root traces suggests that the floodplain was covered with small trees and bushes, vegetation suitable for herbivores, animals living on the alluvial plain. This find indicates the Platosaurus was washed away out into oceanic waters and quickly buried in sediment slurry and what became offshore mudstone more than a mile and a half deep. God said, man said, the 6,000s, part 8, the record is inescapable. The world's academics asserted, at least until just recently, when microbiology knocked them on their ear, that there was no discernible place on earth where man began to evolve into his present state, neither a set of the same original parents. According to their theories, mankind was popping up all over the place. Today they have finally deduced that we are all descendants of just one man they call Y-chromosome Adam, and one woman known as a mitochondrial Eve, and that we all hail from one common acre of ground. Their dating is wrong, and mostly their location of that acre of ground, but their first man, Adam, and their first woman, Eve, are accurate. The headline in the June 15, 2013 issue of Science News reads, Europeans are one big family, and the subhead reads, DNA finds common ancestry about 30 generations back. A few paragraphs follow. Virtually every person living in Europe today shares a common set of ancestors that lived about 1,000 years ago. Peter Ralph and Graham Coop of the University of California, Davis, reported on May 7 in Plaus Biology. What's really surprising is just how closely related Europeans and likely all people in the world are, Coop says. In the past, math, uh, in the past uh, mathematical analysis have concluded that everyone on the globe shares not a single ancestor, but a complete set of ancestors who lived about 3,000 years ago. End of quote. God said, man said feature, 21 signs of doomsday, Update 40, Names of Blasphemy, Part 3. The high blasphemy of evolution is not built upon facts at all. By their own admission, it is built on nothing. Evolution is the religion of unbelief, of antichrist, of anti-faith. It is the spirit of strong delusion. It is the deceivableness of unrighteousness, the absurdity of it all, the unimaginable odds against its lame theories, are entirely insurmountable, but they somehow soldier on. The world is gripped by the deadly end-day spirit of strong delusion, but to those who have an ear to hear, the earth has literally opened its mouth. The fountain of living water is found in God's Word. This living water swallows up the dragon's water one gulp after Holy Ghost gulp. God's Word is true and righteous altogether, a place to build a life that will last forever. God said, Revelation 12, 13 through 17. And when the dragon saw that he was cast unto the earth, he persecuted the woman which brought forth the man-child. And to the woman were given two wings of a great eagle, that she might fly into the wilderness, into her place, where she is nourished for a time and times and half a time from the face of the serpent. And the serpent cast out of his mouth water as a flood after the woman, that he might cause her to be carried away of the flood. And the earth helped the woman, and the earth opened her mouth and swallowed up the flood which the dragon cast out of his mouth. And the dragon was wroth with the woman, 
and want to make war with the remnant of our seed, which keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. God said, John seven thirty eight and 39, He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. God said, Exodus 20, verse 11, For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Man said, The first man and first woman were dim-witted, grunting hunter-gatherers. They couldn't talk, they couldn't write, they couldn't count. They were just dumb hunter-gatherers, barely even recognizable as humans. Didn't you see the pictures? Now you have the record.